Hey everybody, Zach here. Quick note before we dive into this week's episode. So for those of you who are not aware, Enrollify is made possible because we have partnered with a select number of organizations to help us produce the content that we produce. And we call these organizations our strategic partners. Well, one of our strategic partners is Element 451. You guys have heard me talk about them before. They're one of the leading CRMs in the education space. They have the power of a slate, but the UX and design functionality of a HubSpot, they're just a really robust uh, operation and platform. Well, Element has just launched a brand new course called the Enrollment Analytics Course. And this is going to be an eight-week-long cohort that is led by Element's Chief Analytics Officer, JC Benia. The team there has put a ton of time and resources and energy into this course. I know it's going to be fantastic, but they're limiting the first cohort to just 20 people. And this is where it gets even better. So, Two Enrollify subscribers who apply before August 15th will be will receive a $300 discount on the course. The total course is $700, but it gets even better because one of those subscribers will get a full scholarship, and I get to pick who that subscriber is. I will take any and all bribes. Uh, just kidding. Uh, but this is a really cool opportunity. If you have a, a lot of data in your CRM and you're just not entirely sure how to actualize it, you aren't entirely sure, hey, how do I make better strategic decisions with my time? What sort of systems and processes and workflows should be set up to help me make sense of all of this data? Then this course is for you. Again, you don't have to be using Element to get value for this course. So if anyone who has any CRM who wants to make better, smarter marketing decisions with that CRM can benefit greatly from the enrollment analytics course. So head on over to element451.com forward slash analytics or scroll down to the show notes, click over to that landing page and apply. And if you talk to the team there, if you have any questions, uh, you know, feel free to say that you're an Enrollify subscriber. Uh, that will help us and that will help Element. Or if you have any specific questions about the course offering, feel free to reach out to me directly. All right, everybody, enjoy this week's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. Hope you all have had a fantastic week. Can you believe that next week is August? I know, right? Hate to break it to you, but summer is slowly, well, or quickly, but surely coming to an end. Um, Hope everyone has had a productive week. I wanted to thank you all for reaching out, for those of you who've reached out and uh gave us positive feedback on the Enrollment Marketing Benchmarks series that we just wrapped up last week. This was a four-part series that we did with Enrollify's sister company, DD Agency. And um, yeah, you guys uh, had some really positive things to say about that segment. So glad it was helpful. If you haven't listened to it yet, feel free to just scroll up, scroll down, um, and listen to, to that series when you have a moment to spit. Uh, What we're going to do today is do something a little bit new and different. So we have a weekly video series called Frideas, which a lot of you uh, tune into, but I should say a lot of our uh, subscribers tune into, but a lot of you who listen to the pod actually aren't a part of the greater Enrollify ecosystem. Uh, Some of you might not even be aware that we are more than just this podcast. We have a plethora of guides and newsletters and blogs and 
uh, video content at, you can explore all of that and subscribe to all of it at Enrollify.org. And uh, we are doubling down on uh, Enrollify, and we've got lots of really exciting things in store that I can't wait to share with you soon as we enter into the fall. But what we wanted to do is we wanted to actually create an audio version of our Fridays series because uh, the folks that, again, watch that series don't necessarily listen to the pod and, and vice versa. So what we're going to do today, and this is also sort of our, our uh, attempt at trying out mini pods, you know, we're, we're shooting to be like 12 to 15 minutes, no more uh, than that for these mini pods and see what you guys think about kind of shorter, more digestible content. So you guys let me know what you think about this series. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. Please uh, hit that follow button if you're on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us grow in uh, the rankings, which means that we can bring this content to more folks who work in higher ed marketing and enrollment management and ultimately increase the value that we bring to you, our beloved subscribers, because the more of you that listen, the more resources we're able to sort of double down and, and delegate to uh, the content that we put out here at Enrollify. So hit subscribe, hit follow, submit a review, and send us screenshot of, of that to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H at enrollify.org, and we'll send you a little thank you gift. Um, and maybe we'll even give you a shout out on the pod if that's, if that's you know, your thing. Um, so, okay, I want to jump into this little mini pod, and the, uh, the topic for today is on five questions that every higher ed marketer should be asking right now. And where this came from, one of the things that I do sometimes to just when I'm not entirely sure what content topic I should speak about in any given week, I just scroll through my email and I look for emails from you all, our Enrollify subscribers saying, hey, hey, listen to the pod and had a follow-up question on this uh, tactic that you talked about. Or, hey, you know what? I was talking to a colleague and this was a concern that they brought up. Do you know anyone in the space that's doing video really well, right? And I source a lot of my ideas for these podcasts and for our video series, our blogs, based off of the feedback that you guys email me. So um, this uh, uh, topic for our first ever little Enrollify mini um, came from an email, right, where folks asked, one of you in particular asked me, hey, I'm just struggling to figure out, like, what should I be focused on right now? There's so much noise, there are so many strategies, there are so many tools, there's so many tactics, and like, what do I what do I really need to be thinking about as I craft a 12-month enrollment marketing strategy for my team? So I saw that email, I thought about it, spent a little bit of time jotting down some notes, and came up with uh, this, this mini-series on, um, really, it's just, a, again, a series of five questions that I think everyone who's working in higher ed marketing, anyone who's working in enrollment management should be asking themselves right about now. And again, right about now is end of July. We haven't gotten into the fall yet, but August is upon us. So there's still some time to reflect and think differently about how to do things. Just because you did something one way last year doesn't mean you need to do it the same way this year. Just because you you know spent money with one particular vendor or on one you know collective of strategies doesn't mean you got to do the same this this year. So use this time, use this this moment, these next 10 minutes or so to maybe just pause and and think a little bit differently before you just dive in and begin to allocate resources uh, as you did over the past few years. So the first question that I think every higher ed marketer should be asking themselves right now is where are the keyword gaps in your competitor's SEO strategy? So if you are new to SEO or you don't know much about it, all of the SE tools, SEO tools on the marketplace like SEMrush, Ahrefs, Moz SEO, they all give you the ability to look up your competitor's domain and get insight into 
into what are the keywords and terms that your competitor schools are ranking for. A lot of these tools also have the ability to look at what, what SEMrush anyways calls keyword gaps. And basically what this allows you to do is it allows you to input your domain and your competitors' domains and understand where you overlapping in terms of ranking for particular keywords and then where is their opportunity. So maybe right your program maybe you're not currently ranking for something like evening you know hybrid nursing programs um and maybe you come to find out that neither are your competitors or your competitors are ranking maybe on the you know third or fourth page of google so there's huge opportunity for you to sort of like secure a top ranking position on one or more of those uh, of those terms and topics right so understanding like where there are gaps in keywords also just helps expose uh, deeper insight into helps you garner deeper insight into where is their demand, right? Like what questions are prospects asking? What information are they looking for? And how might our program offerings, how might our content that's hosted on our website help answer those questions? So the first question that, that I would be asking myself right now, before I worry about my content strategy for the year, before I even entertain ideas about how to spend money for my paid search campaigns, I would start by understanding where are the keyword gaps in my competitor's SEO strategy? And are those gaps something that my institution or my program could fill? So that's question number one. Question number two is, how do we make our content more searchable? So the way that everything is moving, right, is we are moving away from a hierarchical sort of like institutional structured way of consuming information and storing data into a way that is search forward. So search is not, you know, ancillary to navigation anymore. Search is navigation, right? And what this means is that prospects today, when they land on your website, when they explore your digital content, the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to head over to that search bar and try to find what they're looking for. They aren't going to go through your uh, prescribed sort of like uh, navigation and sub navs and sub 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 navs, right? Those days are, are, are genuinely numbered, right? So as a higher ed marketer, what you should be thinking about is like, okay, how do we make our search more dynamic? How do we make our search uh, more relevant, right? And there are robust tools that help you do this, including our friends uh, over at Squiz. They have a product called Funnelback that does this really, really, really well. If you aren't familiar with it, um, you can just head over to squiz.com uh, forward slash enrollify and find uh, resources there. But uh, their, their front and back product is just fantastic. But, you know, what we're seeing, we're seeing like the juggernauts of the world, like Google Drive, like they just re they just released this really cool update to their search where now you can search and filter by uh, a myriad of terms and topics and um, selects, which basically like replaces the need to have like a very sophisticated folder, you know, structure, folder hierarchy. So younger prospects in particular are used to search, right? They're used to being able to get their questions answered in a conversational tone, right? They're used to querying conversational queries and finding what they need. So, uh, you know, all that is to say is that I would be asking myself, how do we make our content more searchable? How do we rethink sort of how we lay out content on our core website across our landing page and blog subdomains so that we prioritize, prioritize search above all else? Number three, I would be asking myself, you know, if a user had to complete a survey before they could X out of their website. So if you, if there was like a light box and you couldn't leave, you couldn't go back to Google search results, you couldn't go to another domain until you completed this survey about your institution's uh, website experience. What are the three adjectives that you would hope uh, would be the the adjectives that that people would use to sort of describe their experience with your site? 
sorry, that was a little bit of a you know robust question here. But ultimately, this is about this is a UX question, right? So, if a user had to complete a survey before they could leave your website, and they had they had to describe their experience with your school, your you know the digital version of your school, which is your website, with three adjectives, what do you hope those adjectives would be? Um, and I think that that's just a helpful exercise. So then, and then once you identify those three adjectives, you should go and analyze, right? Your content, go and, um, validate that your content actually does meet those three adjectives, like holistically, uh, newsflash, they, it probably, you know, won't. One of the things that I think is like, you know, really interesting is, uh, when it comes, when, when we, you know, sort of think about like, uh, faculty, right. And the role that faculty play in student recruitment, you know, when, when, a, when a student comes to campus, right. Or they're like explore, they come to a, you know, physical on-campus event. We typically, you know, show off the gymnasium. We show off the student center, the athletics facilities, right. Maybe the dorms. We don't spend a lot of time, right. Like focused on, you know, showing them where the faculty uh, offices are or where, you know, the registrar's office is. Like, we might point it out as we're walking by, but it's never like a destination, right? Um, and it would, what's funny to me is that faculty still have, in many cases, so much control over the website, right? Like, it's like if, you know, they, if this were an on-campus tour, or if this was an on-campus experience, faculty would have very little control, right? And yet, all of a sudden, like the digital expression of your brand, of your institution, which is your website, faculty all of a sudden like get all this control. Like, no, 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 I want content to be like this. I, this is where I want my, you know, I want ownership over my program pages, right? And again, faculty play a significantly important role in the enrollment management process. I'm not trying to undermine that or undercut that at all. But I am saying that when it comes to the digital expression of your university brand, really that should live in marketing. Um, anyways, I, I, I digress there. So question number three, again, is around UX. Question number four is very closely related to question number three. And this is that if people are willing to take jobs, having never stepped foot in an office or met their teams physically, populations of students will feel the same way about college, right? So it's important for us to wrestle with this question. Like, what does this mean for recruitment? Right. If, if people are going to be comfortable, not just applying, but actually like maybe even enrolling at an institution, having never visited it. Right. Uh, which, again, if you say that's ridiculous, no way. Just think about the number of people that are, again, just in the past six months have done this because of, you know, COVID and because their jobs are not you know allowing them to continue to work remotely and they desire to work remotely. Like there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that are accepting jobs with people they've never actually met right? And in locations that maybe they've never even been. So the same thing is going to happen with university student recruitment here. So I think what what's important to, for us to ask ourselves as enrolled marketers is like, okay, what does this mean in investing in our marketing tech stack, right? What does this mean about our virtual offerings? What does this mean about the kind of content that we need to have in place, the systems, the structures that we need to have in place to deliver an exceptional digital brand experience, right? So that's, that, that's another big, very, very big, very, very important question I'd be asking myself right now. And then last but certainly not least, I would be asking myself, you know, how do we win the quality lead game and stop playing the antiquated quantity lead game? And this is a really hard question, and yet it's so, so important, guys, because the reality of the situation is that gone are the days when quantity should be king, right? Quality needs to be quality needs to be king more than more so than ever before. Enrollment marketing the admissions process needs to become more sustainable, right? It just does. And guess what? This is happening whether you like it or not. People, standardized testing is becoming more optional. Name buys aren't as prolific 
and they don't work like they used to. They really, really don't. Like students are just way more cognizant of their information, right? And way more aware of how their information is being strategically used and leveraged to get them to perform a particular action. We're just dealing with a savvier population, right? And, and as such, it's incredibly important that our strategies, our tactics, the channels that we use, they're they prioritize sustainability and quality over quantity. So what this means, again, is at the end of the day, like if you're just trying to enroll 100 students in this particular program, you don't necessarily need to buy 10,000 names, right? You might not even need to buy 1,000 names, right? Maybe you do need to buy 1,000 names, but you get my gist here, right? Like we need to think differently about how we prioritize how our funnel works. We need to be thinking differently about the, the, uh, the, the individual channels, tactics, and strategies that we use to get people to enroll because this, the, the reality is that the population, like the, the pool of prospects is just diminishing. You guys all know this, right? And in light of that, the schools that are gonna win, the schools that are going to uh, convince people to enroll in their programs are going to be the schools that think very differently about how they promote themselves, that think very differently about what it means to accompany a prospect through the enrollment management experience, through the admissions experience. And I think that the schools that really nail this, the schools that do figure out, okay, you know what, that they stop thinking about quantity, they stop thinking about a 50%, 15%, 10% increase in inquiries, and instead think about, okay, how do we enroll this number of, of, of prospects with, you know, a fraction of the inquiries that we're typically used to generating. I think if you can start operating with those frameworks, if you can entertain the idea of like, what if I actually do think what we'll see is we'll see people spend money a little bit differently. We'll see people invest in strategies that look different than the strategies that they're investing in today. We'll see fewer name buyers. We'll see a deeper investment in organic search. We'll see more folks prioritize partnerships, right? We'll see more folks prioritize really, really exceptional content. We'll see more folks enable their teams to have more time, more admission teams to have more time to dedicate to each individual prospect in their respective pipelines. So those are just some of the the ideas and tactics that I think that that we'll see as folks move. Uh, and I, I do think that this is this is going to happen whether we are ready for it or not. Move away from a quantity lead game to a quality lead game. All right, guys. Well, that's all I have for you. Um, this was again short, sweet. These are the five questions that I think every higher ed marketer should be asking right now. And I think again, it's a very apropos time to be asking these questions right before we get into the craziness of the fall. Hopefully, you know your budget has probably been determined already. Um, if you're like most schools and your fiscal year starts July one, but just because your budget's been determined doesn't mean you have to spend it have to spend those resources in the same way that you spent them last year. So let me know what you think about this episode. Uh, if it was helpful, great. If not, I'm sorry. But we really, really, really love your feedback. Uh, we take it very, very seriously. So reach out to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. Uh, have a great uh, rest of your week. And we'll see you next week. And w- next week, we resume our normal programming with uh, real interviews. So get pumped for that. All right, guys, take care. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to, digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.